right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Welcome back, everyone, to Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. And uh, if it's your first time here, of course, I welcome you. Well, it's been quite a a couple of weeks, hasn't it, for for so many of us around the globe. I always say wherever you may be on this little blue planet, I hope you are doing, feeling, and being well. We've been carrying on here at the show and uh, obviously, like so many, have been looking to adapt in our method of bringing you this show, certainly the, the topics that we are discussing, where we still want to stay, keep the, keep the focus tight on the subjects that we cover. We really want to bring in uh, very topical ideas, of course, having to do with what we're dealing with right now uh, with COVID-19, et cetera, and all of the um, sort of dimensions that play off of that, all, all of the facets, I should say. Well, today's guest is no exception. I'm sure if you've tuned into the show and if you're a fan of ufology, you know his name, Grant Cameron, uh, who's been a friend as well for quite a few years now. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I love speaking with Grant because, you, you know, honestly, I really don't have to say much. I can just let him go and go and go. And it's worth it because he's always got so much to share. And again, this show uh, is, is no exception. We're going to cover uh, sort of an interesting twist on this whole um story, let's call it, from the perspective of synchronicity, including repeating numbers and other high strangeness. I'm talking about anomalies that if you've been following the show in recent weeks, you know I've been covering uh, this idea of what seem to be synchronicity spikes that have been happening for, uh, for so many in recent weeks and months. And what I wanted to talk to Grant about is whether there may be some nexus that we can draw between these paranormal experiences, including synchronicity and intuition uh, uptick and what's happening right now. And believe me, we had quite the robust discussion when it comes to that. The short answer is yes, there seems to be some very, very powerful underlying connection between these anomalous sync spikes that I've been calling them for weeks and what's happening right now. But the question is, what is the significance? So this is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Grant, again, has a lot to say. Not Listen, not only are we going to be talking about the synchronicity angle, you can't have a proper Grant Cameron conversation without bringing in uh, the beings, the UFO phenomenon, and that we did as well. I had a question for him as to whether there's any connection whatsoever with the presence of beings the contact phenomenon, and now, rather than answer the question, I'm going to let you listen. In fact, I'm going to stop babbling uh, and let you go ahead and tune in because it's a fabulous show. Also, very quickly, I want to remind you that uh, I'm so delighted that we were able to finally launch our Patreon platform last week with having Daryl on the show. And as with uh, with uh, Daryl, we had a, a what I'm calling a private journey or after the show segment. Grant is has been kind enough to also grant us a little bit of time with him uh, after the show over on our Patreon channel we'll, where uh, he'll be sharing some things that he hasn't shared with uh, anyone before. That's kind of the caveat for being a guest on the after show. you got to give us a scoop. And so he has graciously obliged as well. So we do hope that you'll join us over on Patreon after the show. But in the meantime, on with the show. Here is my conversation with Grant Cameron. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Grant, thanks, man, for agreeing to come back on the show. It's always so much fun to talk with you and to find out what you've been digging into lately. And I know it's been a lot. 
Now, this talk we're about to have will be a, a case in point as we're going to be delving into the strangeness of the current times that we're living in. And certainly, day by day, things are becoming more intense. But where we're going to take this, uh, this particular talk is how synchronicity, repeating numbers, and other such anomalies that have literally been in people's faces lately relates to what is going on and why they may be popping up so often. I don't think these two seemingly uh, very different experiences, that of synchronicity and that of the crisis, are unrelated at all. How about you, Grant? What do you think? And by the way, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks, Alexis. Uh, thanks for your interest in what I'm doing. And I'm actually very, very busy at the moment um, because I ran into a, you're talking about synchronicities, I ran into a whole raft of synchronicities starting January the 1st of this year. The way I look at synchronicity is almost like where you would have a situation where someone like Bashar picks up on the fact that 2020 is going to be a crazy year. Mm -hmm. Stay in the eye of the of the of the hurricane. Don't get caught up in, in what's going to be happening. And I think synchronicity is almost like a contact modality where you sort of pick up on something based upon your vibration. So you get into a vibration. So to me, it's not where everybody's going down the same synchronicity rabbit hole or rat hole or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> people are people will always manifest, I believe, what they are vibrating. So I am the more and more I look at it, I'm working on a book now called Extraterrestrial or Maybe Not, where I'm basically saying if you are encountering greys, you're in fear. If you are encountering um, high, uh, reptilians, you're a very high energy person. And that if you're encountering uh, like uh, beings that are they don't have bodies, then you're dealing with high level beings. And it's, it's related to your experience. People think that there is this sort of a world where... Um, there's there's us and then there, there's separation. Everything is separated and we are having things happen to us that are influencing our life. And I had a, an, a noetic experience about three years ago, which basically came very clear and it said, no, that's not how it works. It's it is all one thing. It is all connected. And we are manifesting whatever it is happening around us. We have to take personal responsibility for the fact that we're manifesting. So when it comes to synchronicities. People will be picking up on synchronicities and whatever it is. So if you're into numerology, you're going to be sensitive to picking up things in numerology. And you're picking up something is happening. Yes. If you look at the 9-11, if you remember back to the, the consciousness project that they ran mm -hmm. where they had the, the um, these um, random number generators all around the world, what you'll see is that this thing went off the chart. But it didn't go off the chart when 9-11 happened. It went off the chart a couple of hours before 9-11 happened. Right. So people can tap into this field, your vibration. So we think that, you know, there's outside outside stuff happening there. We're separate from the outside. And no, what, what I would contend is that we are in the field. And when you become sensitive, whether you're Bashar, whether you're a numerologist, uh, whether you're just uh, sensitive one day and you pick up something, you will pick it up. But it doesn't mean that everybody's down the same, the same rabbit hole. So people are picking up, say, in this latest virus thing, people are would, would have picked it up before. They sensed that something mm. was going on. There was something. My synchronicities are exactly the opposite. My synchronicities are the best thing that I've, I've done this for 45 years. I had an encounter, and you'll eventually be hearing about this. I had an encounter with a, with a girl who's now assisting me in doing interviews. Her name is Sinead Wellahan. And she met me last year in Toronto at a conference, and I had a couple of words with her. I don't remember her. And she tried to contact me, as many people do, and you get a lot of emails, and it kept slipping through. She sent three emails. I didn't respond. And then I always make a, an agreement with people that if I see you at a conference and I realize that you paid money to go to that conference and, and paid part of that money to see me go there, 
if you say if I say to you at a conference, I will talk to you, I will talk to you. There's absolutely no way I will respect the fact that people have put up money to see me lecture. So she put out the sort of the message that I talked to you in in Toronto and I realized, OK, I've got to contact this lady. So I contacted her. I went on her Facebook site. There was just something struck me. There's something unusual about her. And I went to her Facebook site and I liked something on her Facebook site. And then she suddenly, oh, he's, now he's alive. I've got his attention. So we made this contact. We had the first meeting on January the 1st. And we've talked about this a lot because we talk a lot, this girl and I. And um, I do not remember any of the conversations. I don't remember the first conversation. I don't remember how this thing set up. All I remember is the the emotion and the excitement and the vibration once this thing started. And we have had synchronicities almost every single day. We've had the one day where we had three major synchronicities in three hours, like off the chart mm-hmm. where you'd say, nope, is ever going to believe that this happened. It happened right. three things in, in uh, and each of them was totally off the chart. And what I found is that so we would have these synchronicities and then she's a she's an instructor. She's a an educator in Toronto. So there's one point where I really didn't talk to her for three or four or five days, whatever. The energy dropped right off and the synchronicities went to zero. And so it was it was in the field. And that's what we we suddenly sort of, I guess, sort of agreed that when you get a, a high vibration between two people, when you're talking and you're talking about these things, you open up this thing, almost like Bashar actually one point says, it comes to your vibration. So when you get to that vibration, the doors at that vibration will open and it will be open to you. But you've got to get to the vibration. It's not like it's going to fall out of the sky to you. You have to meet it halfway. And so we even had one last night. We had this I'll tell you the one last night. It was it was kind of a bizarre one. We we're talking about um, Diane P- Pasolka's book, mm-hmm. and um, we we're talking about. And I, I knew that Tyler D, the guy that's in that 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 whole thing. I met the guy. I know who he is. I had a conversation. He told me about his download experience, about the being being in the room, and how he got this invention. They put it on the space shuttle, and he made millions of dollars. And he's the main focus of of American Cosmic, the written by Diane Pasolka. We're talking about it, and as we are talking, she says, "Guess who just." Facebook friend me, Dan Pasalka. I'm not even friends with her. She she just suddenly friended uh, Sinead Wellahan while we were talking about her. And it's that kind of thing where you get in these conversations, the vibration goes up and you start linking into things, which is what I say about contact modalities, is that you've got to talk to the people who are the experiencers in the phenomena because these people are tapped in. They vibrate at a different frequency. They are sensitive, whatever you want to call it, and they can tap in. Whereas if you're talking to somebody who's, say, a left brain scientist in a, in a university, maybe very smart, but he's not tapped into this thing. And I believe all the materials in the field, so all the things that are going to happen, and it's like a psychic. So if a psychic says, okay, um, Alexis, tomorrow you're going to have a car accident, and you have a car accident, then you suddenly start to realize the world is not as random as you think it is. There are things and people are just picking up on it. So, yes, this was coming. All these events that are happening, good events, bad events are happening. And when you get sensitive to it, you pick it up and it comes across like synchronicities. And and we've had a lot of discussions. I've talked to people about what do you think synchronicities really are? A lot of people think, well, when you're on the right path, the, the lines cross. Uh, some people think it's it's basically your higher self. And that's where I sort of like it, where everything is your higher self. It's all just consciousness. You are the the universe, you are uh, the God, you are running this thing, and you are sending the synchronicities to yourself to awaken yourself, to make make um, to make you see and get you on the right path. And that fits into UFO stuff, which is I'm starting to get these crossovers between uh, UFO stuff and the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend here, a, a big friend of mine here. He's a big, a real uh, 
uh, real estate guy who's pretty well off, and he had two sightings. He has a sighting where um, he is watching a movie, and 10 minutes before the end of the movie, he suddenly decides, I should go outside and sky watch, and I should take my laser with me. And he's never seen anything. He walks out, and this UFO goes flying by very close uh, by his cabin, and he hits it with the laser, and then he's just like down the rabbit hole, and he's and he can't get rid of it. And then he has a second sighting with his wife along the river. He lives in Winnipeg here along the river, and the second one flies by, and he sees an orb. His wife sees a silver thing. She, years later, he finds out she saw actually saw a silver thing. So he goes to one of the top psychics who worked for the guy who was called the Raven, who worked remote viewing for the for the Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and she they're working on a program where she does a thing where she's psychic, where she pick, tries to pick up what's the the photograph that's going to be in the Associated press uh newspaper story on tuesday and this is on sunday and she's 75 percent accurate in picking what the photograph's going to be for the tuesday and the photograph hasn't even been taken yet so she 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 gets in contact with my friend mark and he's he's getting readings from her she's extremely accurate about stuff and he says to her so were those two ufos i had where, where were they from what planet were they from and she goes what do you mean what planet were they from they weren't from any planet and he said what do you mean there were two ufos i saw these two ufos and i hit one with the laser it's just no you sent them there was nobody in them. You sent them to wake yourself up. And so that's where I see synchronicities. I see it's it's your your frequency. You tap into it. You pick it up. And anybody, like a psychic, can pick up what happens tomorrow or whatever. And it comes down to the fact that it's really not a random world. All these things are happening. And when you get in the frequency, you can predict what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's where I sort of differ from a lot of people, where I say, um, even where I, I talk about this um, – video that I think everybody's got to watch because I ran into two people who tell, told a story. And the video that you do is you Google search um, near-death experience and oneness. And this video is going to pop up with this woman. It's about a two and a half minute video where she says, I was on the other side. I had this near-death experience. And when I was on the other side, I suddenly realized that everything was connected and everything was absolutely perfect. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be and it will unfold the way it's supposed to be. And I talked to a guy in LA who had this experience and he told me this privately. He's never told his wife. He's never told anybody. He was so shocked when this happened to him, this idea that there are no there are no victims. There's just volunteers. That it's all this this weird play that a lot of people talk about that it's it's not the random world people think it is. So it's it's not separate. And it's not random. We have we have we believe this world where it's all separate. We're biological robots in a random, meaningless universe, and we're fighting up against uh, all these forces against us. And when you start looking at the the esoteric literature and the UFO literature, you start to realize this whole idea that no, the world is not really random. No, it's, it's of course not. Like I mean, going we're, along a pattern. we're talking about perennial wisdom, and there have just been so many expressions of that. Grant, I appreciate that. I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here because I want to. I think a lot of the people that are listening to this show are of that ilk. I can't speak for all of them, but this idea that the universe, the cliche as it may be, acts on purpose is well known. Uh, so sure, you know, and I do think that there are individuals for whatever reason are more dialed into that uh, purposeful uh, yeah. uh, pattern that the universe has, universe and us working in tandem. You know, I know what you're saying in terms of all, all is one and all are one, but uh uh, I, I still like to look, I don't know, it, it's sort of paradoxical, because I tend to look at uh, the, the individual and the collective as separate, yeah. but connected. 
I yeah. always refer. I always we, refer. Let me just say this. I always refer back to, back to David Baum's phrase where he says, "We are like whirlpools in a stream. We have identity." We just don't have distinct borders. But in that borderless world, everything is connected. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way the way I see that we sort of get off the track and we sort of use it to negative purposes is that there, I have a friend who's a producer in, in Toronto who actually optioned my one of my books for a, for a movie. And she does a lot of stuff where she's interacting with the mediums and trying to get this kind of stuff and UFO stuff and optioning stuff. And she at one point, she's with a, a, a very high level psychic. And, the, and she said, I've got Jesus here. And she said, you got Jesus here? And she says, yeah, he's here and he's laughing at you. And she said, what do you mean he's laughing at me? She says, he, 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 Jesus says, you think you're him. And she says, I don't think I'm Jesus. Like, why, why would he say something like that? And she says, yeah, because you're, you're, you're up on the cross. You, you, you've taken over the cross. You're up on the cross. Get, get off the cross. We need the, the world needs the wood. And, and it was this idea that what we do when we, we, we have the thing of identity is we start getting up on the cross and we start getting into woe is me and the world is against me and, and this kind of stuff. And we don't realize the fact that we are, we are sort of manifesting what we're doing and that if you get into this sort of dump that, you know, the, the Chinese are out to get us or whatever, there's like a million things. Or, you know, even the thing with this, you know, with latest, this thing with the toilet paper where, where you know, people are fighting about, over toilet paper why do you and think, it becomes this. Why do you think people, what's going on? Let's let's digress for a minute because I want your way in. What, where did this toilet paper thing start, you think, for well, you? Well, it comes to this fear. It comes to this idea, this, this uh, I call it scientific, religious uh But of all things, why toilet paper? Why not a food product? Well, it's, this it's is where it started. It's, it's the whole thing. We're under attack. Um, this is it. This is the, uh, you know, like get the guns and you got to have enough food and, and, and we need the toilet paper because we're going to be sealed off for 14 days and we got to hunker down. We're under attack. This is, this, this virus is going to get us and, and this is the, the ultimate thing and you got to be prepared. And we, so people go for the toilet paper, but it's, it's out of fear. And they even had the, the weird thing yesterday. It's gotten even worse than the toilet paper. It's actually got where a friend of mine received a message about one of these, there's these kind of weird stories about people in the, in the story and what, what the story story was this woman's in in whatever big store she's in and all these people are running around with this toilet paper and they, everybody's running for the toilet paper aisle she gets to the toilet paper aisle and there's nobody there's nobody but there's a bunch of people standing in line and she says where are you standing and are you waiting for toilet paper and they said yeah we're waiting for toilet paper and she says okay i'm gonna stand in the line so she stands in this line and then the guy comes out with the pallet of toilet paper and people like almost like little they're, they're all like little soldiers and they march up like you know these refugees that are getting a bag of uh mm. grain or whatever, and they're given one thing of toilet paper and they're all happy and they go wandering off and it's like oh man we're they're happy as can be because they've got their toilet paper and they, and they sort of march off and so i took that story and i posted on my facebook site and um, then um, I, I put the thing about the oneness, about the fact that we've gone into fear. And once you realize that you that that you think that you're separate and it's like a Darwinist uh, thing, like a, a scientific religious superstition that we are random biological robots in a meaningless universe. It's survival of the fittest. And we we're going to have to survive. And the universe is coming after us. The world's coming after us. We're by ourselves. And, and then what happened was I, she got angry because I posted her story. And it was like, not only are people angry about you're grabbing my toilet paper, but you're grabbing my toilet paper story. And I thought, this is just like, it's gone totally crazy yeah. where people are in this real fear mode is me versus the world. And you have to realize, no, it's, 
it's you plan this you you are part of this nothing is really happening random when you get down to hearing people like Bashar and some of the the channelers where they're saying you know the one is the all the all are the one right. or the, the the tall gray and the tall gray says we are one with the with the one who is all and um we, but we've always fall back into the illusion that we are in separation but here's the and thing that, i want like, here's the thing i want to interject uh, grant the interesting thing about the way the universe i i call it that operates is that if we, and I say we, present company may be excluded, yeah. uh, many people excluded, but let's say the masses are acting as if they're the victim, that, and, and so they're operating in a mode of fear, guess what universe will give back? The exact yeah. mirror of that. And so this is where yeah. it gets a little dicey because we're, we're, pre, we're talking about this, we're all connected, we created this scenario that we're in and maybe all others. And I'm not saying it, that's the case or not, but this is a postulate, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay neutral there. But, uh, but if whatever mode we think we are acting in or the, the mode that we're playing out is exactly what the universe is gonna give us back. So we're gonna have the effects that necessitate fear and panic uh and yeah. until and we, we produce the negative emotions sure we that's the thing yes. like i believe you, you so it becomes a perpetuating idea where the higher self if you believe in a devil the, the your higher self is going to show up as the devil because it, you're not going to believe anything else so you're going to and that's what people have to realize is that you are helping to manifest and to make this worse by having this this kind of of attitude that we're Absolutely. we're bringing it on and that that may be part of the plan, but it's like I have a, a my one of my assistants. Her name is Desta Barnaby. Yeah, actually, had Desta. a had a new book come out. She channels, and um, the, she she um, put this book out, and she had a download experience. She first met me again. It's this synchronicity thing. When I first met her, the first morning that we met in a in a in a mall here, she had this major download uh, that happened that morning. And the, the download she had is how the universe begins. And it begins where she's there and there's nothing there. It's unconditional love. It's sort of like not dark and not light. And it's all warm and it's beautiful or whatever. And then it's like millions of years and nothing's taking place or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's a black cube appears. And she's going, what is that? And she hears this voice. It says, this is how all wars start. And that's this, this thing, this idea of separation. That Once we believe we're separate, then it's me versus you. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. That reality and plays out. That reality will then play out. Plays, yeah, and absolutely. and it, it's 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 probably planned that that's the way it is, and the only way to get out of it, like people say, well, okay, uh, and what I say, like with in terms of fear or especially evil, I say all all that we consider to be evil is simply the mistaken belief in separation. Then so you say, well, how do you get rid of the evil? Well, you have to change the belief in separation. If you suddenly believe that everything is one that, almost like your family, like a little socialist unit, where my kid, I'm gonna protect my kid, I'm gonna give him free healthcare, I'm gonna give him free education, I'm gonna do the best I can for my family because I want my family to succeed, and the family prospers because everybody's working together. But as soon as you get somebody outside the family, say, well, you know, that's like, there's thousands of Chinese died from the virus, well, it's just Chinese, but there's billions of them, we don't really care. And we have that separation thing where we don't uh, associate and we don't empathize with people outside ourselves, we turned it in. And the more we turned it inside and make it about us, the, the, the more things fall apart. Because that's what I say. Anything that is evil in the modern world is created by the the mistaken belief in separation. If you believe that that we are the aliens, the aliens are us, that everybody is mm -hmm. a part of us, that we are all one, how can you steal stuff? How can you uh, destroy people if you realize this is you and and, and you're looking into the, the person's eyes, whatever uh, you know race they are, whatever problems they've got in the in the world, when you look in their eyes, 
you're looking in your own eyes and when they look in your eyes they're looking in their own eyes and that's what we have to realize is that it is absolutely as Bashar says it is like one of the five laws of the universe the one is the all and the all are the one and until you get that it you're going to do this separation thing and, and right. separation is going to cause right. fear and people are going to panic and it's like a, a survival of the fittest it's a darwinist thing it's this this superstition that we are uh, we're in this fight against the universe and if i'm if i'm smart enough to chop the last tree down and and smart enough to get the last fish out of the sea or pollute the last river too bad so sad that's the way it works we are told these are just objects we they, they don't mm-hmm. they don't connect to anything and we have to realize that whatever we do we do to the world we do to the universe and that's why the beings are here right hold on hold on a second now <laughs> you're running away you, i know you got so much going now more than ever i know grant cameron has got so many thoughts going on in his mind but we got to give give it a little break here i want to insert we only have about 10 minutes left by the way speaking of okay. the beings let me take this as a segue let's assume that at least on this level there is there are different identities the non-human intelligence being one of yeah. them. What role do you think they may be having, if at all, in what we are experiencing right now? My impression, and this is just in the last couple of years, I've made the shift since I had these noetic experiences. I say I have a theory called the theory of wow, where I say uh, the wow? will appear. The theory of wow. They just okay. want you to go wow. Whether they're mutilating a cow to send you a signal that is downwind from from nuclear power activities or whether there is a UFO. Why do UFOs have lights on them? Because they want you to go, wow, what the heck is that? I mean, they don't need lights. We don't have lights on our craft. So why would you put lights on it? Why would you appear? You you showed me this video. There's there's 44 objects flying along. Like, why would you need 44 objects to fly along through the sky? I mean, what, what what's that all about? And it's they want you to go. What the heck is why that? Would why they, would they though? But why would they? What I mean, we're talking about a whole we're talking about possibly whatever this is, let's assume it's not of this planet, that they are more advanced in some capacity than we are. Why would they want us to go why? Why would they even give a damn? <laughs> Well, because because I say that they understand oneness. I say we're not going to get off the planet until we understand oneness because the oneness thing says it's all one. There is no time. There is no space. There is no physical universe. This is all illusion. And they are moving from one point to another in space because it's like when they ask Ben Rich, is Ben Rich, the head of Lockheed Skunk Works, Jan Hartson says to him, how do they get here? How does it work? I'm interested in the propulsion system. And he says, what do you know about ESP? And Jen Hartson says right. it means everything in time and space is connected. That's how it works. Ben Rich said that's how it works. There is no time. There is no space. They are moving in, in and they understand the oneness thing. So unless you understand it's all one thing and that you can move around in this thing, you're not going to get it. And because they understand the oneness principle, they understand it's all connected, that we are all connected. And they're trying to get our attention. They're trying to tell us you're in an illusion. This is not how it works, but they can't come down. The way we do it is we go to another country with our military and we take over and we say, okay, now we're going to bring you, G- you know, Jesus, McDonald's and, and, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and, and people point the gun and say, get the heck out of here. They realize you can't go in and, te- and force people to believe. So they're using the indirect method where they're going, because you, you, one, you know what it's like. 
once something happens to you, once you get a synchronicity, once you get a UFO sighting, you're down the rabbit hole. And it doesn't matter what anybody says, you know, like, what is going on here? And you can't right. leave it alone. And you start thinking about it. And that's what they're trying to do. It's like Bashar. When Bashar was asked about the Nimitz thing. So the Nimitz is there. This UFO hovers for a week. It's sitting in one spot for a week until they finally go chase it with the F-18s. And so they ask Bashar, what's that all about? And Bashar says, well, they're just raising consciousness. They're just sitting there and saying, here we are. Come chase us. Come chase. Quit. And nobody. And that's like when they do the military thing, when they go inside the nuclear weapons storage areas to turn off. The, they're sending a message. And when they're there, why did they put the lights on? So they come into that nuclear weapons storage area and they shut down the, the nuclear missile. It's almost like I, I can almost see them. They're going, Zogar, Zogar. They can't see us. Turn the lights brighter. They can't see us. And that's what it's all about. It's like, why do you lay down crop circles that sort of you can't figure it out? But everybody's going, what is this all about? And they do it. And I, and I started to believe that's all they're doing. They're doing the theory of, wow, they're just making they're getting people's attention. They're making you think. And when you start to think, then you sort of think you figure it out yourself and you come to the conclusions. Not that somebody came in with a gun to your head and said, OK, we're going to teach you this. You suddenly get the idea and they're shifting consciousness by doing these weird things are they though are oh, they oh, really are they making a dent you think i happen to think oh, that they absolutely. are but certainly there are many 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 people that will continue to be 100 percent oblivious so oh, it, yeah, are there yeah, efforts exactly. in vain yeah. are there efforts in vain no no absolutely not i mean I, I i can tell you i've been in this for 45 years and i can tell you absolutely that in 1975 and people don't realize this. They always think that the, the UFO world is a world that what happened now happened then. I, I'm doing a lot of interviews now with these people who speak light languages. Yes. Nobody spoke in 10 years. I don't care who, what anybody mm -hmm. says. And then I went to, to reptilians. So I've got a girl. We published her book on reptilians. So I went back and I talked to the, one of the experts on reptilians. Where, when's the first reptilian experience? He goes, oh, uh, 1988. And it's like, so where were they before then? The first grays did not appear until 1961. And what you see is this this thing where they're they're coming in, they're they're doing all this kind of stuff. And that it, in 1975, and I can guarantee you this, now we know if you're an experiencer, the people are getting taken all the time. They're you're going on the ship. They've been on there 30 times or whatever. In 1975, it was considered to be a random experience. If you had one UFO sighting, 11% of people see a UFO. Okay, that's fine. You probably misinterpreted it as something else, whatever. But you would never, ever in 1975 say, I had two UFO experiences because it's a random experience. Like, how could you possibly see two of these things? And so you were absolutely totally ignored if you said that now we know it's not now we know it's not random now we know that if you have had the experience you're a lifer and you're probably getting messages yes. and you're probably getting all this kind of stuff and so the whole idea of what's happened in the ufo community has changed dramatically in the 45 years that i have like what happened in 75 does not happen anymore they in 75 they had for example they had the the ground what called ground traces and Ted Phillips, who just who invented that term, just died a couple of days ago. So Ted Phillips, they had these things where the UFO would land and it would put the pod marks in the ground and then it would burn the crop and it would go off. That has not happened for 20 years. It used to happen all the time. Crop circles didn't stop, start till 1982. Cattle mutilations did not start till 1967. And it's almost like they do this, then they stop that, then they do this. And or angel hair in the 50s, 60s, 70s, there was they were dropping angel hair for the spider type stuff all over trees as the UFO is flying over. Mm -hmm. Like why would that doesn't happen anymore? Or the metals. So people get the metals. Oh, we got these metal materials. We're gonna figure out how to build a flying saucer. No, they've been dropping this stuff since 1947. The first sighting ever before Kenneth Arnold was the Maury Island sighting. 
three days before where the UFO is, oh, it's, it's going to crash. Oh, and it's flying around the sky and it just rains down this material. And everybody grabs this material and they hoard it away and people start wondering, what is this material? They've been dropping this material endlessly. This has got nothing to do with UFOs. They don't come across the galaxy and then suddenly have little one-inch pieces falling off the flying saucer. They're doing, I believe they're doing this on purpose. And I'll give you one last example. Okay. If you listen to the story by, by Jim Penniston, Jim Penniston tells the story. He touches the craft. Yes, I'm familiar with it. Rendlesham Forest for everybody that's not familiar. The thing is hovering a couple of feet off the ground. And he goes, and it's got this light coming out from the bottom of the craft. So he pushes, he pushes it and it doesn't move. And he looks under it and there's the pod marks, but there was no landing gear. So it was not, it did not have landing gear. So they leave the pod marks, even though it didn't have landing gear. And that's the whole thing. Like, you know, why are they leaving the pod marks? Why are they leaving? Because they want you to go, wow, what the heck is this? And the weirder, the better. That's when I was talking to you about this thing where in the UFO, in the UFO world, um, you have people who reportedly all the time, I have one guy here and he said at least twice he woke up with his shirt inside out and backwards mm-hmm. and it had this stain and he sent it to Kathy Martin and they did an analysis on this thing and he's had really bizarre experiences. So he sends it and if you look at physical mediumship, you, so then but first the UFO, so they say, oh, the UFOs are stupid guys. They can't even put the clothes on right. They're just, they're just stupid. They, they make these mistakes or whatever. And the guy's shirts on backwards and inside out. And then you see physical mediumship. And there's one by the name of David Thompson. And they tie him down with tie straps. And he has a cardigan uh, sweater on. And they tie strap that cardigan sweater on, the buttons and everything, so you cannot undo the thing. And they find him after the seance. He's out and he's he's got the shirt, the, the, the sweater on backwards, and all the tie straps are still attached. And so you see the, the it's almost like the, the phenomena, the ghosts or the beings or whatever are doing the same thing it's like whoa watch we're going to do tonight just whoa and people are going wow this is unbelievable and that's i think all they're doing is they're raising it so when it comes along till 19 19 or 2017 in december then we used to have this thing i had an article called the 64 reasons the government's decided not to tell you the truth and one of them was the stock market's going to melt down people are going to jump off buildings and then it goes to the new york times and says oh by the way the u.s government is actually investigating ufos and everybody goes yeah, I knew that already. A big deal. Big deal. <laughs> and now they're going to go to the alien thing. But nobody nobody jumped off a building. Absolutely nothing happened when the New York Times came out and said it is That's real. That's right. No, you're, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the response was not um, it, as, as massive as we thought it might be. That's very good. So listen, we're going we're gonna to wind this down, but I want you to boil this down. If Grant Cameron, if you can do this, I will personally deliver... 20 Canadian dollars to you <laughs> in two in, in two sentences I'm not kidding because we really got to wind it down yep. how yep. would you connect you just made a lot of points that seem completely disconnected and we know as we're connected so are the things that you talked about and the way that you talked about them we're talking about the crisis of today the UFOs the synchronicity the philosophy of uh, perennial wisdom of we are all one what message would you leave our audience with in two sentences or less? Seriously. <laughs> it's all- I can't believe I can't hear you. I lost you. I lost you. <laughs> this is now you want. Okay, stop. Stop, Grant. We're not hearing you. This is a synchronicity. You're, you've muted yourself somehow. 
Now, hold on. This is a synchronicity, guys. You see what just happened here? Do you see his mouth moving? I cannot hear him. And after I said, can you say this in two sentences or less, the moment he was about to do it, he muted. Let's see if he comes back. Okay. We're going to have to take a a quick break. You would think it's Mercury retrograde the way things are going today. We're going to have to take a quick break because Grant is going to have to reboot and call me back. So we'll be right back with you guys. Hold on tight. If you're enjoying this episode and want to get more conversations about all things intriguing, inspiring, and unusual, be sure to subscribe to Higher Journeys on YouTube. And once you do, don't forget to hit that notification bell to receive an announcement as soon as a new episode is posted. And now, back to our show. All right, folks, we're back and I'm back. Now you can see me front and center here alongside Grant. I don't know what just happened, Grant. But I would say that this is emblematic of the very thing that we were talking about. The moment I asked you if you could sum up in two sentences or less all of the components that we uh, discussed in this show, you went mute. Now, it does not matter technically what happened. The point is that it happened. Does this, I think, in the silence, you proved your point. So (laughs) in all that you said, right? Right, journeyers? Is that right? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you say just a final word, and then I want to make an announcement for folks about what we're going to do next. So uh, I'll give you a couple words, just a couple. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> and you know I love you, by the way. You know I love you, right? I love you, man. <laughs> what I would say to sum it all up is there is no physical world. There is no time. There is no space. It's all a big play. You're running your play. I'm running my play next door on my set. When you leave the world, they ask you one question, how did it work out? Because I put all the players in, I uh, did the whole thing, I promised to do certain things, and basically it comes down to what did I agree to come into the world to do, and am I doing it, and what happens outside of me is totally irrelevant. It only matters because when you when you die, you can't say, uh, you know, my mother-in-law did this, Hillary Clinton did this, my right. dog ate the homework. They're not. It's basically a game where I am the center of the universe and I came to do something and that's all I really have to worry about. Beautifully said. And I need to cough. <laughs> Excuse me. And no, yeah. I'm not sick, by the way. Thank you, Grant. That was perfect. Thank always, you. As, as always, much to ponder. People have the benefit of listening. They'll have time to to stay at home and listen over and over and over again. But guess what, guys? We're not done because Grant has agreed to come into my little closed door session that we're about to have. By now, you all know that we have launched a Patreon platform, our Patreon channel, not channel, a platform, I think is probably more appropriate to say. But nonetheless, it is chocked full of great stuff, including what I'm calling the private journey. Uh, We're going to have a closed door session after this show is over. Grant is going to be letting us in on some things that he has not shared with anyone ever before. That's the contingency for the folks that want to come into the closed door session. It's got to be exclusive. And so he has promised me, right, Grant? Uh, so for those of you that uh, have not joined our pa- brand new Patreon, but it's it's available and it's ready. And it's simply patreon.com forward slash higher journeys. Head on over there as soon as you hear this. And uh, not only we're going to have uh, Grant talking with us. We've got so much great stuff that you can go check out on our brand new Patreon. So let's get to it, Grant, shall we? We're going to sign off uh, on this particular broadcast. And here we go into the after the show session. So I'm going to say thank you as always, 
And I do love you, man. And you stay safe. You stay safe and you stay vigilant as I know you will. And uh, and to you as well, journeyers, we love you. Stay safe, stay powerful, and understand that in some mysterious but very, very powerful way, we are all connected and we are all one. So as one, let's let's win this together, shall we? And and I've seen the last chapter of the book, we win, so don't worry about it. <laughs> there you go. That's the final word. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care, guys. Bye bye.